0: Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Radically You podcast. My name is Naomi Jenkins. I am an internal relationship coach, an imperfect and always learning human, and your host for today's episode on self-confidence. Hello, hello, listen, today I want to talk to you about confidence, what it is, where it comes from, uh, what it isn't. I want to chat about confidence because it is one of the most common topics that comes up, I think, in the coaching world. Um, It's something that people have asked me about through social media apps. It's something that my clients have brought up. It's something that I've definitely had to get some coaching on over the years. And I've learned some really valuable things about it that have kind of changed my relationship to how I go about Practicing self confidence. So, when someone tells me that they want to have more confidence, it's a pretty common thing. My first thought is, in what? More confidence in what? Confidence is a feeling or belief that we can rely on someone or something. It's a f- form of firm trust, according to the definition. So, What do you want to have confidence in? Because we could have a confidence in all kinds of things. We can have confidence in other people. We can have confidence in uh, nature. We can have confidence in ourselves. We have confidence, probably, if you stop to think about it, you already have confidence in all kinds of things. We have confidence that the sun is going to rise every single day, for example. We can trust that because it's happened before. We have confidence in the changing seasons, depending on where you live and the fluctuations in weather at different times of the year. We have confidence in the moon and all of its changing phases and the way that everything ebbs and flows in relation to it. We we could have confidence in The likelihood of getting burned if you are to touch a hot iron or a stove, probably if you've done that once in your life, you're pretty confident that you don't want to do it again. So confidence comes from situations where we have built up experience and therefore trust. I can trust again, for example, that the sun is going to rise tomorrow. Because it has happened literally every day of my life without fail. So I have no problem saying that I am confident in the sun coming up again tomorrow. But when it comes to having confidence in ourselves, we often tend to struggle more. A lot of times because what we want to have confidence in is something maybe we don't have as much experience or haven't built up as much trust in. The truth is though that we already have a lot of self-confidence in certain areas, perhaps just in places that we are not paying attention to. For example, maybe you have confidence in your ability to brush your teeth because you've been doing it, hopefully, twice a day for most of your life, all by yourself. Maybe you have confidence in your ability to find your way back home after you've been gone for a long day at work. Maybe you have confidence in your ability to get on a bike and ride it, even if it's been months or years. That's why we have that saying that it's like riding a bike, because once you've learned, it's basically cemented into you and you can be confident in your ability to do it again and again. All of these examples, the purpose of sharing them is just to show you, you probably have more confidence in yourself than you're aware of. You maybe just have it in areas that you're not really paying attention to. And there may also be areas where you would like to increase your self-confidence, in which case I find that it's really helpful to break it down and take a look at where our self-confidence comes from. So I want to suggest to you today that there are three components which make up self-confidence. The first component is the ability you have to trust yourself. Again, confidence is all about trust. The definition of it is firm trust. Trust is synonymous with confidence. So if you want to be confident in yourself, you've got to learn to trust yourself. And trust in yourself comes from knowing that you are going to do the things you tell yourself that you will do. It comes from being willing to follow through on the promises and agreements and goals and things that you set for yourself. Trust in yourself comes from consistently doing the responsible or useful thing for yourself, even when you don't feel like it. It comes from showing up for yourself no matter what probably in the same way that you do for a lot of other people in your life. My guess is that if you, for example, have a full-time job, that you show up to the meetings that you tell people you're going to be at, or that you show up at work every day when your boss expects you there, or that if you don't, that you reach out and communicate about it. A lot of times the problem with our own confidence or self-trust is that we don't do that ourselves. We don't show up for ourselves in the same reliable, trust-building way that we do with other people. We allow it to be optional when it comes to the promises that we make to ourselves. And we sometimes get in the habit of just being okay with disappointing ourselves again and again, and that breaks down trust. So if you're struggling to have confidence in yourself, it's possible that at the heart of that, is something in the relationship you have with your ability to trust yourself. Trust is deeply inherent to having self-confidence. Knowing that you're gonna show up and do the things you tell yourself you're going to do builds confidence. So that's number one. The first aspect is the ability to trust yourself. The second aspect or component of self-confidence I believe, is knowing that you are capable of handling any emotion. Trusting in your ability to feel the full, broad spectrum of human emotion. Because so often, the reason that we don't take action from confidence is because we're afraid of what we will have to feel. We might have to experience failure. We might have to experience discomfort. We might have to experience disappointment from ourselves or others. So a lot of times we hold ourselves back from taking confident action, because we're not sure if we're up to the task of handling any emotion. When we are willing to experience any emotion on the full spectrum of what it means to be a human, and we know that it is the worst that can happen, that an emotion is always going to be the worst that can happen, then We will be flooded with self-confidence because if an emotion is always the worst thing that can happen, and I'll maybe get into that another day, but I promise it's true. The reason we avoid anything in our life is because of something we don't want to feel. The worst part of, for example, losing a loved one is experiencing the swells of grief and emotional aftermath from that, just for example. But the worst case scenario is Always a difficult emotion. So, if you trust yourself to feel any emotion, if you know that you are going to show up for yourself no matter what emotion comes along, that you're going to be there for yourself, that you're going to give yourself space to feel it, that you're going to get the help and support that you need, that no emotion has ever killed anybody, and that nothing you felt before has ever killed you, and nothing that you're going to feel is going to kill you or be the end of you, once you get to a place of being willing to experience it all the full spectrum of emotion, because you know that you are going to show up for yourself and handle that emotion, then I promise your self-confidence will skyrocket because when we are willing to experience discomfort on a consistent basis, then there is no reason to not be confident in ourselves, to not take confident action in our lives because we know we're going to show up for ourselves comes back to that trust thing. Do you trust yourself to handle and take on any emotion, even if that means that you might have to get some outside help? So, okay, component one, trust in yourself. Component two, handling any emotion. And the third component of self-confidence, my friend, is your overall opinion of yourself. If confidence, for example, is a feeling, then self-confidence is a feeling that you have about yourself. The way that we think about ourselves is always what will determine our level of confidence. The feeling of confidence comes from our thoughts. All feelings are related to our way of thinking about things. For example, if you could give up on the idea of needing other people's approval in favor of needing your own approval instead, that is going to increase your confidence. We think that praise from other people is what provides us with confidence, that other people being confident in us perhaps is what gives us permission to be confident ourselves. But the truth is that other people's thoughts about us do not give us confidence unless we choose to decide that they're right. Nothing that someone else thinks about you can make you feel anything unless you decide to accept them as correct. And likewise, the flip side of that is that nobody else can take away your belief in yourself without your own permission. So what you think about yourself at the end of the day is the most important thing when it comes to having self-confidence because other people's thoughts about you don't create that feeling of confidence and they also can't take it away not without your permission not unless you decide to take on other people's thoughts as your own for good or for bad so if you can own that ability to create your own feeling of confidence through your own ways of thinking about yourself then you're going to be set my friend Even when we do have confidence in ourselves, I think we are sometimes afraid to show it. And we might pretend that we actually don't have that confidence. I think this is because so many of us have been taught to value humility as just like one of the most important personality traits that we can develop. And I think we worry that confidence is the opposite of humility, but my friends, that is incorrect. The opposite of humility is actually arrogance, not confidence. And self-confidence is not arrogance. They are not the same. We cannot conflate them. Let me tell you why. Arrogance is actually counterfeit confidence. Arrogance is when we are acting like we're confident, but that action is actually being driven by a feeling of insecurity. Arrogance thrives on comparison, it requires us to put other people down in order to raise our opinion of ourselves. Arrogance is based on scarcity. While true self-confidence acknowledges that we are all equally capable and amazing, and that there is plenty of success to go around. And that, my friends, is a mindset of abundance. If you need other people to fail in order for you to be confident in your own success, then you are coming from arrogance, not confidence. Arrogance depends on other people not doing well. And self-confidence actually takes us out of that need to believe that we are better than anyone else. Comparison does not come from self-confidence. Self-confidence, like I said, is part of an abundant mentality. It takes us out of that place of needing external approval because we have decided to own the fact that we are already worthy. I want you to think for a moment about the most confident person that you know, envision them and kind of get a feel for them. And then I want you to consider, is that person trying to prove themselves? Or are they expressing their confidence through comparison and putting other people down? Or are they genuinely self assured? Are they centered in what they know about themselves and taking action from that place? probably because they have decided ahead of time what they're going to choose to think about themselves. If the person you're thinking of is truly deeply confident, my guess is it's because they're very centered in believing what they want to believe about themselves on purpose. My teacher and mentor, Brooke Castillo, taught me that self-confidence can only come from my own brain. I rob myself of having self-confidence based on what I choose to think about myself. Or I provide myself with the self-confidence I want to have, again, based on what I choose to think about myself. Self-confidence doesn't mean that I think I'm perfect and I have it all together. In reality, I think self-confidence, for me at least, comes from knowing that I am not perfect, but I love and accept myself regardless of my imperfections. And when I think about myself in that way, I unknowingly give myself permission to be confident. Knowing that we are not perfect does not have to be a reason to not extend love or acceptance to ourselves. We can be imperfect and 100% confident in ourselves because we have built a foundation of trust. Trust in our ability to follow through on what we tell ourselves we're going to do. Trust in our ability to feel any emotion that comes our way, knowing that we were always meant to feel the full spectrum of emotion. And lastly, giving ourselves permission to believe powerful things about ourselves. Not because that comes at the expense of what anyone else can be, but because it's an abundant universe and I can be just as amazing as anyone else and I'm allowed to give myself that space. For me, self-confidence has come or is continually coming from as I'm learning and growing and trying to step into that place of more self-confidence. It comes from Getting to the place of being willing to be in a state of growth and learning. Knowing that I don't have to know it all now or be perfect at anything yet because I'm growing and learning and I'm exactly where I should be. And even though I don't know it all and I'm not perfect at anything in my life, I can still be confident in myself because of The relationship that I have built up with myself, where I know that I can follow through for me, that I can show up for me, that I can decide on purpose what I'm going to believe about myself. I don't have to wait until I'm perfect to get to the place where I can love myself and have confidence in myself and even take chances and risk failure and discomfort and disappointment and whatever else. I can do that. Because I have confidence that I'm always going to be here for me. I can even fail along the way. I can even get it wrong and still not lose my confidence. Again, a beautiful analogy that I got on this topic from my mentor, Brooke Castillo, is the analogy of pouring water. I mean, I guess we all have water in our fridges these days, just about, so maybe we're not all pouring water out of pitchers as often as we used to, but. I think back to like my days of waitressing, when I'd have a big old pitcher of ice water going around from table to table, filling up people's glasses. And I was confident in my ability to pour the water from the pitcher into the glass because I'd done it so many times, right? I've built up the experience and the ability to trust myself because I'd done it before. But that doesn't mean I never spilled the water. And if I did spill some water from the pitcher, that didn't mean that I automatically could never do it again because I had no more confidence. Just because you spill some water when you're pouring it from a pitcher into a glass doesn't mean you don't know how to pour water out of a pitcher. It just means maybe uh, you got distracted. Maybe like who knows what happened. Maybe you got bumped. All the reasons. I mean, heaven knows my children have spilled enough water that we could probably come up with an endless number of reasons why things spill. But if I've been pouring water out of a pitcher for years and years and years, and I spill it once or even twice or even five times, I'm not going to stop pouring water. I'm not going to decide that I'm not ever allowed to do that again. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but it makes sense in my brain that this ties back to confidence because the things that we have experience in, we've given ourselves permission to feel confident about. But that doesn't mean that we are always going to do it well. It just means that we know how to do it. We know how to show up and do our best and allow that to be enough and try again when sometimes the water sloshes out onto the table or we create chaos or failure or whatever in our lives. Confidence is the willingness. To keep going, even when we get it wrong, knowing that we are 100% completely valid and worthy, even though we are not perfect and we don't have to be. So if you, my friend, are looking to develop some self-confidence, I want to encourage you to stop waiting around until you feel confident before you start taking action on building the life that you want to have or building the relationship that you want to have with others or with yourself, whatever it is that you want in your life, stop waiting around for the confidence to come because the confidence comes as you show up for yourself again and again. So all you have to do if you want to build up your confidence is start showing up and loving yourself through every single step of the process. That is what true self-confidence looks like. And you are just as capable of it as anyone else. All right, my friends, that is what I have for you today. I hope you are having a beautiful spring and enjoying some sunny weather or some rain, whatever you may need. And I will talk to you again soon. Take care. I cannot tell you how grateful I am that you joined me here for today's podcast. If anything in today's episode resonated with you or you think it might prove useful to someone that you know, I hope you will share it with a friend. I would also be immensely grateful if you would take the time to leave a review in whatever podcast app you're using today. Reviews are the best way for new listeners to find the podcast so that they can come and join in on the conversation. Once a month, I will be choosing one reviewer at random to receive a free private coaching session with me on any topic of your choice. This month, I hope that person is you.